Christmas and happy Monday to you. We are here at the Daily Walk on Christmas morning. We won't keep you long, but today we are in Revelation 6 and 7. And the arriving of Jesus on this day, he was very unrecognized. They thought he would come, you know, as with much pomp and circumstance, he would be this king that delivers people from the Roman Empire and he's the king of kings that delivers us from the clutches of death and hell and people didn't get that right and much like that in today's reading when the king of kings returns to deliver us from the clutches of death and the turmoils of life we won't he won't be recognized then either And in today's reading, Revelation 6 and 7, we see where the Lord is revealing to John the coming persecution and how there's going to be a tribulation period and that he's going to uh, pretty much put his mark on people to try and save them. And we'll get into that. We're in chapter 6 and 7. I'm your host, Wayne Clevenger. And we are on Christmas Day. So let's get right to it. Revelation 6 starts off with the Lamb breaks the first of six seals. And the first of the seven seals, uh, he opens up and what John sees as he hears a voice like thunder says come and he looks up and sees a white horse standing there and the rider carried a bow and a crown was placed on his head and he rode out to win many battles and gain the victory okay so that doesn't sound so bad right but it's it's like somebody going out and taking power so if we look at today that could be like uh, the whole Jerusalem-Palestinian conflict going on, right? Somebody just comes out, right? And then the second seal's broken, and the loud voice says from the second living being says, come, and another horse appears, and it's a red one. And the rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth, and there was war and slaughter everywhere. So... To me, this represents what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 24, where there will be wars and rumors of wars. And that doesn't necessarily mean wars like between nations. We can look at all the civil unrest we've had lately and in various places of the our own country in many places. And this stuff is the persecution time. Uh, I remember, especially let's, I remember, especially in the COVID time when, you know, I'm sitting in a meeting because I had a shelter in place and the churches were only allowed to do online churches. 
and they weren't supposed to have their doors. I can remember so many pastors rebelling against that. And then I remember one doctor of ministry. And I remember so clearly, and I wish I had it recorded. I asked the person that was in charge if he recorded that session because he put it so eloquently on how we have to look out for the greater good. And I'm not going to do it justice, but he did it so well because he talked about how Jesus always looked out for the greater good. And then if we're representing Jesus, we always have to look out for the greater good and all decisions we make. Is it good for the greatest good of our people? And are we looking out for the good of our people? Or are we just using carnal nature to make decisions? And I mean, I'm not giving it near the just he did, but oh my goodness, it was so good. And it spoke to me so much. And so we see that in this second seal broken and it's come to life already today so he hears the third seal broken you know and the fourth living being says come up and you know his voice is thundering you gotta always remember that's thunder and it's you know my oldest son wrote a paper about me when he was uh probably in third grade if i look at the writing i'd have to think he was in second or third grade and he talks about his dad's thunderous voice and so i think about that when i read this and he saw the next horse was a horse whose color was pale green and the rider was named death and his companion was oops i skipped one let me get back to the third seal that's the fourth seal let me get back to the third seal the third seal was a rider praying, carrying a pair of scales in his hand, and his horse was black. I don't want to skip this because this is real, okay? We see this already. And his voice was among the four living beings saying, a loaf of wheat, bread, or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay, and don't waste the olive oil and wine. So this is all about, you know, look at the inflation, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm relating it to, inflation, the cost of living. I look at cars today, and this is no lie. You know, I, I, I was gifted a truck after seven years of ministry and doing seven years of ministry for no pay. I was gifted a truck, and I love that truck, and I saved it, and I worked it. I mean, I it was my truck, man. I love that truck, and I, there was a piece of one of my youth on that truck, who we lost when he was 20 years old. But due to some complications that I had with that truck, I had to trade it in last summer. And I missed that truck terribly. In all intents and purposes, I should have never had to do that because it came with a lifetime bumper-to-bumper -bumper warranty, but it wasn't being honored. And so <laughs> I missed that truck terribly. And so I looked at what it would cost to replace it for a like truck today and the the cost of a truck today is more than my first house and the funny thing is they want you to pay it off in five years when you can pay for a house in 30 years now i would never expect to pay for a car over 30 years that's crazy but that's inflation and that's what this third seal is telling us you know persecution's coming you're gonna it's gonna cost you more than you make to live and that's why we see where the American debt is so high today. 
and why people are struggling so much, you know, and the church is struggling because people don't want to tie. They don't want to trust their finances to the Lord, but yet the Lord says, I'll never fail you. And, you know, that's one thing I'm blessed about with our family is we've always tithed, and we always tithe what the Lord gives us. So that that's already reality, man. So there's so much of this that we are seeing already, right? And then comes that fourth seal, right? And the horse was green, a pale green, and its name was death, and his companion was the grave. And they were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword, famine, and disease, and wild animals. So this, in a sense, we see with all the outbreak of disease that kills, right? I mean, look, we just went through the pandemic of COVID that took so many lives. The reason I'm in the church I'm in was because it took the lives of the two pastors that were there before me. Uh, we look at all the famine that's going on in the world where people are dying of starvation. Where, you know, I have a friend in ministry that is uh, putting water wells in third world countries because they have no water, and the Lord blesses them. They put a well somewhere just this last uh, fall where they had never had water before, and the people said, you'll never find it, but yet the Lord produced water there. And it was so amazing to, I mean, it was just amazing to be a part of and to see that happen. And God is so good. Anything is possible with God. And God told him to put it there. And, you know, in, in Luke one thirty seven, it's the word of God will not fail. So, you know, if this is in here and the Lord has put this in here with John to say, then we can be assured that this is coming. The persecution is happening, right? So the fifth seal says that he saw under the altar the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God. So if, if you have, if you or somebody you know has died being priestly by being a witness for the Lord, this is where John sees that, right? And they were all in there and the Lord told them that their time is not yet because he's still uh, going to avenge that. And then when that avengement comes, the white robe will be given to each of them. So they just got to rest a little longer and then they're going to join their fellow servants of Jesus who've been martyred and they'll all be joined together in heaven so people are like, well, is there purgatory? No, there's no purgatory. What Jesus is telling them is we're going to all rejoice together in that time. So he's just saying, hold on to your rejoicing for when we all get to heaven. Because we know that song, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. So he's saying there's more to come, fellas. Hold on, because... When they get here, we're all going to be wearing those white robes. He doesn't say they don't have one. He says, then a white robe has was given to each of them. So he's given them one. And then he says, when the others get here, they'll get one too. So that's pretty cool. And when the sixth seal, this one is really, really good. Because I, I believe we've lived this to some degree. And I don't mean that it can't happen again, but I believe we lived this to some degree. Because if you look at the sixth seal, the sixth seal 
was a great earthquake. When it was broken, there was a great earthquake. The sun became as dark as a black cloth. The moon became as red as blood. Then the stars of the sky fell in the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken from a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all the mountains and islands were moved from their places. This really reminds me, you guys, of 9-11. Because all this took all of this took place. I mean, this Jesus is talking about the day of persecution when this is coming. And it, and it goes on and says, People hid themselves in caves among the rocks and mountains, and they cried to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us, hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. You know? We were all hiding out, hoping nothing more would happen, and that's when all of the nation went to pray. If you look at signs, marquees, billboards, prayer was big. We we became the most prayerful nation ever when that happened because we lost more people in one single episode outside of a war than we had in a long time. So I really, I mean, that one just reminds me a lot of 9-11 because that happened. So in, in Numbers, Revelation 7, Jesus talks about the tribulation, you know, and how God's going to preserve us, right? And this gets misconstrued a lot that there's only going to be the elect few, the select few that are going to make heaven because it talks about the number 144,000. I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth holding back the four winds so they did not blow on the earth or the sea or even on a tree. And I saw an angel coming from the east carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted to the four angels who had been given power to harm land and seek, Wait! Don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we've placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. So wait, God said. I don't want to do this. I don't want to hurt my people. I don't want any harm falling on my people through this tribulation period, through this, because I'm sealing them with protection. And there's going to be like 144,000. So that's the number they put on it. But here's here's what's significant about the number. The number is 12 times 12 times 1,000, which is significant of completion. If we dissect that and go into what it's really standing for, it's really completion. And the Lord is saying, I want to protect my people to the completion of this persecution period. Not that I'm only going to save so many. He's saying, I want to save them to completion. I want them all to be saved to the completion of the period of time of persecution. How do we know this? Because in the very next piece of this, which says praise from the great crowd, that's how the heading goes, he saw a vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. That's every nation. That's more than 144,000, folks. That's the completion of the universe made Lord. Every tribe, every nation, every people, every language standing in front of the throne of the Lord. Before the Lamb. 
and they were shouting with a great roar. Can you imagine that? I mean, I've been in uh, I've been in settings where there's 144 plus people, 144,000 plus people. Okay, that's crowded and loud, and it obviously was pre-COVID. But imagine it even greater. And they're all saying, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. Wow. So then they're, you know, they're singing amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God. So one of the 24 elders, you know, he's watching John just take this in. He's in. He's in the presence, man, of the Holy Spirit, and he's loving this. You know, I would be, you know, I'd be like, oh, man. And I remember that pre-COVID setting when there's like 160,000 people in this setting, man, and they're all worshiping. And I was so, I mean, here's what, this: the Spirit overcome me, and I'm standing on my chair waving my hanky, and I'm so blessed. I'm hearing, um, I think it was, Worthy as a lamb, yeah. I'm thinking it was that song. And I'm just elated by what being in the presence of the Lord, it's like heaven is there, right? And hearing all that, because I'm hearing it in, uh, in the various languages of the, of the world, of the globe, because there's all nationalities there at the setting, right? And so one of the four elders asked John, who are those who are clothed in white, and where did they come from? And John's like, what What are you asking me for? You, you're the one that knows the answer. And so he says, these are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed, they've been washed in the blood of the lamb, and they are white as snow. Wow. They'll never be hungry again or thirsty and they'll never be scorched by the heat of the sun for the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd and he will lead them to springs of live life-giving water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes hey it's Christmas if you are going through any kind of tribulation and you are feeling like, I just can't go through it anymore. Die out to self. I had to do that. And through the tears, the Lord wiped them away and gave me new life in him. And man, what an awesome Christmas present that is. And you will be washed with the new washed robe of white and man, what a great Christmas present that would be, wouldn't it? Because worthy is the Lamb. And he sees you as worthy. And he came this day just for you. Merry Christmas. And know the great provider of any tribulation you're going through came for you today. Because he loves you and he wants to be in right relationship with you. 
Merry Christmas. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy Sing with me. Happy